I'm Rabia Mahmood. Today we're in front of you again with a story from Pakistan, a story which is basically unfolding at the moment and is a fairly dangerous uh, one. We are seeing that there has been uh, 48 hours of uh, a dangerous online smear campaign. targeting the chief justice of Pakistan Qazi Faiz Isa based on a judgment he gave basically he granted a bail to a member of a minority community a persecuted a uh, group called the Ahmadiyya in Pakistan and uh, he did and he gave this uh, judgment about uh, sometime earlier in February if i'm not wrong and now this case and his judgment which is in based on constitution of Pakistan and also you, uh, gave references from the holy quran uh, is being used to target him which is a political game being played but it's a dangerous trend because uh, this kind of targeting of someone putting a blasphemy linked target on someone's back in pakistan especially uh, someone who is in the public eye can uh, brings very serious harm to that individual and yet in this story we also see again ahmadiyya being scapegoated for political purposes in the country unfortunately none of this is new this weaponization is not new the scapegoating of the ahmadiyya is not new it has echoes of what happened in pakistan in 2017 but this uh, campaign is also a misinformation campaign and a very dangerous one we saw it being initiated if i'm not wrong by a youtuber who's a former broadcast journalist who is also pro pti imran riaz khan and uh, some other people like siddiq jan another youtuber and then we saw the pakistan tehreek insaf's members and former members of parliament jumping onto this bandwagon and adding to this uh, hateful incitement and um, so this is what's been happening and of course people have uh, con- responded to this and condemned it and some have not condemned it we've seen that some of the mainstream press has also contributed to the misinformation through certain headlines and through certain interpretations of the story without reading the judgment which is available on the supreme court's website or basically just behaving responsibly considering what has happened in pakistan in the past in the name of a uh, blasphemy and in, in the name of religion so to discuss this uh, story we have with us an expert on the matter yasir latif hamdani a lawyer and an activist and an advocate for equality in pakistan and yasir of course has been writing on this issue on the emedi persecution and rights of minorities in pakistan longer than any of us so yasir welcome to new wave global and i will just get straight to the point and ask you if you can explain uh, a bit about what was the case and what was the judgment let me also add for our viewers that this case was uh, is from 2022 and the complainant is uh, one of the key anti ahmadi campaigners uh, in the country so it's very worrying how this has come full circle this vicious cycle so yasir can you tell us a bit about uh, the judgment and what the case was so that we can do some course correction and then we'll get to the weaponization part later on so okay so let's uh, 
so pu putting things in perspective in terms of what happens with the Ahmadi community, we have to sort of put ourselves in their shoes. Not only are, so, so to begin with, Article 20 of the Pakistani constitution gives every citizen of Pakistan the right to profess, propagate, practice and propagate. That's very important. There are very few constitutions that have the right to propagate as a fundamental right. Now, every Pakistani citizen has that, but this constitutional right has been denied to the Ahmadi community for a very long time. Now, however, in this particular judgment, and I'll, I'll, I'll come to, let me, mm -hmm. let me start with sort of talking about uh, what the thing is about. Mm -hmm. uh, the materials that are published by the Ahmadi community, and uh, th these are, this is literature that they have for their own community members is proscribed and that has been proscribed by the mainly by the punjab government there is the quran act and and then then there are the you know sort of and i'm going to go ahead and say it horrendous uh, penal code provisions of pakistan that you know sort of uh, you know uh, create this this entire environment it an enabling environment for you know all and sundry to come out and persecute the Ahmadi community now what basically Yes, it's 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 a apartheid of the worst kind, and ultimately, you know, it's a violation of Pakistan's international obligations under the ICCPR, and even you know, and 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 the Pakistani Supreme Court has repeatedly held, especially there was this case by Tahir Nakash, uh, sorry, uh, a judgment called Tahir Nakash, which was by another Supreme Court justice, where. They, the Supreme Court said, yes, you know, the Ahmadis have been declared non-Muslim by the Second Amendment, but they haven't been declared non-citizens. However, the fact is that their, you know, um, their citizenship rights have been uh, compromised and they have been conspicuous by absence, as it were. Now, when you come back to, you know, this particular case, what has happened is there's this book called Tafsir Saghir. It was one by one of the Ahmadi leaders, one of the earlier Ahmadi leaders, community leaders. And this was for, you know, this was published and was possessed and, you know, sort of kept by this gentleman. Uh, and he was arrested for it. You know, he was an Ahmadi and he wasn't propagating it or giving it out, but he was arrested for having a copy of this book because it's proscribed, you know. Now, when this court, this case ultimately made, now he was, let me just also add that he was arrested in January of 2023. And in any event has, and, and this is something that the judgment also talks about, that even if, if, if the charges were attracted, he's served out more than the maximum that was required under the law. So that's, that's one of the things. Now, what the judgment says in this, and, you know, to, right off the bat, uh, Kazi Faizisa, you know, goes ahead and says, you know, that the fundamental right to religious freedom, which is the right to practice, profess, and propagate your religion cannot be derogated. Now, that's, you know, that's the key thing that people have lashed on to. The fact is that the judgment does not actually allow the MDs to propagate their religion to other communities, or at least Muslim community, which would be sort of the main trigger of, of mm -hmm. bringing in uh, the penal court provisions. Uh, the judgment doesn't say that. The judgment does not allow publications by the embodies. It just 
basically says that the provisions were not attracted in this case and had and 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 you know Kazi Saab is also someone who's you know big on sort of bringing in the scripture and talking about religion he says that the the quran itself says like rafidin and that's he that's the verse he quotes in it and he says that that spirit of islam the essential spirit of islam uh, with respect to religious freedom is incorporated in article 20 of the pakistani constitution which i already you know spoke about fundamental right to religious freedom now given that situation had the people who who entertained this uh, this complaint and you were absolutely right the person uh, who filed this complaint is a serial you know that that's his business really i mean yeah. you mm -hmm. know and i'm go ahead and name him is it allowed one can, no, can go, one... go ahead hasan mawia i'll name him hasan you Mawvia. know yeah, yeah hasan mawia you know who's by the way you know very influential this is what he does for a living he basically goes ahead and sort of you know files these complaints against the amity community he's funded for it and that's and so during the it's an organized, hearing, it's an organized campaign by him it's been going on for years exactly. it's been going on yes it's a targeted it's ca funded. campaign yeah it's funded yes it's, it's funded um the the thing is that during the hearing itself when this case was being heard uh chief justice actually had some choice words for him you know he called him to the podium and he's like you know and he said a few things to him um but other than that the judgment itself uh does not i mean what it doesn't do let's let's talk about what it doesn't do what by the way i would want it to do but it doesn't do True. is yeah it it does not declare amadis muslims that's something that in any event only the parliament can do or undo or whatever you know so it doesn't declare amadism uh, it doesn't even give them their fund it doesn't even restore to them their fundamental right of religious freedom as it were it doesn't say it it just simply restates the principle that fundamental rights cannot be derogated hmm. and it all the judgment does say is that when you're looking at these provisions don't apply them unthinkingly and this is you know hmm. this is the officials of course there's nothing in the judgment that gives you know or or even comes close to restoring you know the idea that amadis you know are equal citizens or what not now what has happened subsequently and you know this started with this uh, one senator uh, dr abdul karim he's some la hadith scholar as well who's on a special technocrat seat um uh, in the in the parliament he started this whole thing he later deleted his tweet and said you know he was wrong but he started this whole thing a couple of days ago uh, and this was still remember the judgment came on the 6th of feb or or i think it, yeah it no, was it is, it is. yeah and uh, this guy started it like i i'm i'm guessing about 4 days ago or something like that um during the twitter sort of you yeah, know surprise for that right okay, right, right. absolutely like immediately before that he had actually started this thing on on twitter and then his tweet went viral and then he deleted it and then he made the clarification that you know he was wrong i mean somebody must have you know reached out to him or applied some pressure or whatever the the idea that you know a chief justice of the country can then become subject of such a malicious and you know kind of smear campaign one of the 
um, one of the you know the clerics uh, i think it was uh, abdul ghafoor hedri or someone he's actually said that you're the next salman tasir you know so they they've oh. gone, gone ahead and this is now incitement to violence and then coming back to you know i mean nothing can nothing in my opinion uh, sadly can be expected of the pti but you know their leadership the way they've gone you know into it uh, especially ali mohammed khan you know who's who's like you know uh, saying that he is known for his anti-amity sort of uh, exactly. rhetoric and ha very hateful rhetoric you know he's he's done that from the floor of the parliament when he was in the parliament the exactly. party was exactly and i mean you know it's it's extraordinary i mean you know one can sort of i you started with 2017 but this this mm. particular issue if you think about it i mean in 1953 what had happened was that this issue was used by a certain group of politicians in connivance with majlis-e-ihrar which was you know and it was done to bring down nazmuddin's government in the center you know mm -hmm. then in 1974 the 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 whole issue was manufactured to bring zulfikarli bhutto and his ppp government under pressure and they you know tried to be clever by half by going around and out, trying to out mullah the mullahs as it were uh but you know that's what happened and then in 2017 we saw i mean what the let's repeat you know let's talk about it in 2017 all the government of the day tried to do was restore to the amdis their right to vote you know so, which is a right that has been denied to them you know yeah. since you know whenever uh so they did try and sort of you know and 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 what happened subsequently was you had this whole campaign by you know uh, pti uh, in and you know they were obviously supporting tlp and all of that and then at yeah a tarikel back and you know then um, you know there was obviously the, the issue itself is being used again and again i mean you know it's it's uh, all good you know to say that you resolved in 1974 resolved this age old problem you know as ulfkarli bhutto famously said you know 90 years uh, 90 year old issue i've resolved but that 90 year old issue hasn't been resolved because it's being used again and again and it's you know simply and the fact of the matter is it this issue hits directly at the core of the the idea of citizenship in pakistan mm -hmm. you know i mean regardless the fact is since 1974 and more importantly since 1984 what we've done is we've created this we've manufactured this secondary national identity which is based on anti amdi sentiment you know mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. that sort of that is what comes up and anyone who tries to restore it because i i'm very clear about it i think uh you know only a man like kazi faiz isa could have done it i mean uh the man's a patriot and uh you know he really believes in that essential promise of pakistan and that's why he did it that's what you know sort of kind of void him into into giving this judgment uh but yeah i mean 
that's all i have to say i suppose no no good i just want to also for our uh, discussion sake and for for our viewers who are watching gave the example of 2017 assuming that people would remember because it was so recent although collectively memory online people have like a very uh, you know short memory and they don't remember things unfortunately people don't remember it political parties don't remember it and our uh, establishment the military establishment does not remember it either or they remember it all too well and they keep on deliberately using this tactic this religion card as we call it right and we know that um, when Salman Dasir was uh, assassinated for supporting Asya Bibi this uh, poor Christian farm worker that is when the Barelvis organized on this issue of blasphemy in a very dangerous way there were multiple groups which started at that time or got strengthened and the TLP is one such group which came out of the Tariq Labek Ya Rasulullah TLYR and uh, since 2017 and the agitation they did around this issue, the one that um, uh, Yasser was talking about, as a res result of that, uh, basically, agitation, they were also rewarded by, uh, you know, they were allowed to register as a political party because they are used to disrupt vote in specific constituencies. And since then, they have taken on this sort of, uh, the whole campaign against the minorities or around the blasphemy issue and all kind of incitement and organizing on the ground. We've seen that because they have agitated so much and carried out so many hate campaigns in Sindh and in Punjab against individuals, some uh, known, some unknown, around the issue of blasphemy. They were also connected to the Joramwala case in 2023 and many other cases against the uh, Christians and Ahmadiyya and other people. And they are also linked to targeting and attacks on graveyards of Ahmadis, on their worship sites. So there is like a whole list there is a lot of evidence. HRCP has spoken about that as well. So, but the political parties, you know, at that time, PTI, uh, you know, joined hands with TLP and the establishment in 2017 and the PMLN was at the receiving end. But then the PMLN has used religion, very dangerous religion card repeatedly as well against their opponents. And one would think that these parties would learn anything or the establishment, but they don't want to. And uh, that's what's so horrific about all of this. And, uh, you know, uh, now that you, you, what I also want to uh, Yasser, ask you about is like you mentioned that only someone like uh, Kazi Faiz Isa would have done it. We've seen that he's also you know, rejected the Punjab government and Punjab police's report, so-called in-progress report, on the Jarawala attacks in, you know, the attacks on uh, dozens of Christian churches in uh, in Jarawala area near Faisalabad in August 2023. And uh, he has also heard cases we where he has granted bail to very poor Christian uh, young men, uh, you know, over the last two years, Supreme Court, Mansoor Ali Shah gave that brilliant judgment on on the Ahmadi's right to, I mean, essentially it was about, it allowed them to, you know, um, practice their faith within their, uh, you know, the privacy of their properties or homes. Um, and that judgment has has been, you know, not been implemented upon. And then the we have the, the Saduk Jalani judgment from 2014. 
um, and uh, which you know HRCP and other civil society have been seeking its implementation uh, for the longest time since then. So Supreme Court is that one sort of um, uh, when it comes to these cases, there's just Supreme Court. We say you know the High Court is okay some sometimes high courts have given good judgments and have resolved cases in a amiable manner but sessions court i don't even want to talk about but supreme court is that like last resort for people um when they're seeking justice in you know in in such unjust situations and what kind of precedent does it set in in your opinion when the cjp is targeted like this for other uh, justices I think it's a chilling effect, isn't it? I mean, we talk about chilling effect on the media, but here we have we see, you know, this. I mean, this could potentially have a chilling effect on 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 the judiciary. But I again, I must go back. I think when I the comment that I made about Kazi Faizisa, I mean, you know, there are certain there are certain reasons he, he feels very strongly about the country. His father was, you know, so close to Jinnah and, you know, that sort of thing. He believes in that essential promise. I think all of that kind of plays in. I mean, here the ideology itself is, is a very strong motivator for him. So I think he's going to stick to his guns. I, I think he's not going to back down. So while mm -hmm. there is that chilling effect and, and a lesser person or a person with, you know, uh, was not made of sterner stuff, you know, would probably back down and, you know, probably say I made a mistake or whatever, but I don't expect that. I don't expect that of Kazi Faizisa. I mean, he would not be the man that he is if he did. Um, but yeah, in terms of precedent, I, I think there are, um, I, I think there are some very enlightened judges in, in sort yeah. of uh, the Supreme Court right now, and these judges are very clear about certain things. I mean, uh, they understand the will of the people and all of that, but they also understand that the will of the people or or the idea of democracy should not change into the tyranny of permanent majority. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, these these people understand on a very ideological level that that just doesn't it doesn't work it only work cross purposes to the constitutional jurisprudence that exists you know uh and and there is very little of it but still it does exist but when we talk about you know it, it works cross purposes to the very idea of pakistan if you think about it you know because pakistan was supposed to be this idea that you know that the a permanent minority should not be dominated by a permanent majority. And that is precisely what is happening with this particular minority in Pakistan. I think that's where the ideological, you know, sort of intersection comes in. Uh, a lot of these judges do believe in that essential promise of Pakistan and especially Qazi Faizisa. So while there is a chilling effect, I believe the judges have it in them. Some of these judges have it in them to weather the storm as it were. I want to speak a bit about the weaponization of this issue in the online space. As we've seen, you've mentioned uh, a particular, uh, you know, uh, Malvi Karimuddin who had, a, you know, um, a ministry or a position in the caretaker government and another religious scholar slash cleric. But I also want to speak about the role of the political parties here. This is not a position on PMLN or PTI or PPP for that matter, or 
Jamaat Islami or anyone. We are basically just uh, looking at how these parties how these parties, not just the establishment, but these political parties also use these tactics. And it's a very dangerous game they keep on playing and giving in to. People think that military establishment is to blame for everything. Fair enough. They are, as we've seen, how the, you know, the TLP agitators and protesters were called Apne Log, Our People, by the former DGISI Faiz Hamid, who uh, is the architect of Project TLP, if I can call him that. And and uh, he played a terrible role. Uh, we it's it's not done Pakistan any any favors or the role he he played in that whole sort of saga. But you know these, you know we you would think that Imran Khan was in November twenty twenty three targeted and on the base and the reason why he was shot at was you know linked to religion as well and you would think these people would have learned something and i hold pmln accountable for that as well they were just like a few weeks back tweeting horrible things and uh, very uh, which feeds into this right wing propaganda around this issue and then the role of the youtubers um and uh, mainstream press as well the way they you the, you know wrote their headlines and they did their stories so just a bit of a comment on that and the role they play it, you know it looks like no one wants to behave responsibly at all yeah i think uh the youtubers especially i mean we, you talked about imran riaz khan and then there's the Sadiq jan fellow um Im, imran riaz khan you know has been in order to get these eyeballs you know, has been making these anti-MD statements in the past as well, you know, and this goes before, you know, and he came up with this entire conspiracy theory about, you know, MDs being Jews or something like that, you know, some weird thing that he came up with. So I think this whole thing, the this, this cabal, as it were, of, of YouTubers, uh, you know, especially at this moment, uh, PTI, pro-PTI YouTubers, but this obviously is not something limited to them it's it's broader than this i think there is a lot of you know sort of uh, the, the, these youtubers are really hungry for this fame and they want eyeballs and this is one of the ways to sort of attract them and um, you know it seems i i just don't get it i just don't understand the you know the 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 level of hatred that has been created i mean you know MDs were declared non-Muslim in 1974 and since 1984 they've had issues but over the last 10 odd years and especially mm -hmm. since uh, uh, 2017 when, when this entire thing happened, this has just multiplied. I mean, uh, you know, they've been, you know, they, they're almost considered subhuman by yeah. the They did have to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 yeah, and I mean, you know, if you think about it, and you know, this is this is one of the things, one of the game plans of of these these fringe groups that are no longer fringe. I mean, you know, uh, Hassan Mabia and his group uh, have been on it for a while. I you know remember that you know when I was I started off practicing as a much mm. younger man in Lahore High Court, I used to see these guys there, and you know, they were not taken as seriously as they are now. Um, now they're untouchables and you know and this is again one of the reasons why Kazi Faiz Isa has been targeted so vehemently is because you know he actually took him on you know he took him on in in court and he basically shamed him for you know saying what he did and all of that I think this 
ultimately the state needs to come down really hard and i think and this is important for the establishment especially the establishment needs to realize that this is the kind of dangerous game you're playing now you have to kind of put an end to this before this goes because in my opinion and i have looked at this emedi issue for a while as you know as you said um the emedi situation is at the moment it's standing there there's several so there are stages of genocide and i think the extermination stage is fast approaching so unless the state does this unless the state stops this there's going to be some kind of bloodletting which is going to be unfortunate not just for the emedi community of course it's going to be tragic and all of that but for pakistan itself it's going to become such a big issue it's going to be something that pakistan's not going to be able to wash off for centuries you know in my opinion so i think that you know the establishment there someone should be crying halt right now and saying you need to fix this you need to crack down on these people you need to stop the funding you know you have to make the you know the funding for groups like hasan mawiyas group you know and and you're also familiar with you know his family connection so i i think this is what needs to be done okay so we um, you know this is also very underreported so we're just sort of i'm thinking of like us going on and on about this um it's very underreported because they like yasir is saying these guys are untouchable some groups you know there are there is a bless me lawyers forum group there's a bless me lawyers forum council there is a uh, you know uh, they are they interpret concepts of islam in an extreme way they misinterpret them and abuse them anyone can tell that uh, you don't have to be a scholar of uh, islam to be able to see that but these there is a lot of impunity he's basically yasir is speaking about the impunity that these groups enjoy and it's the same with the tlp they have carried out and uh, they they're organizing around this issue in with a lot of impunity and so have of the anti emedi campaigners as well and uh, like he's saying they started out in 2011 2012 13 and at that time they were not as organized but over the years they've been very organized and uh, given a lot of leeway to do whatever they want to um and it's uh, it's not done us and our society any any favors at all yasir thanks for joining us and uh, telling it like it is um this was uh, fairly we were fairly sort of uh, you know harsh today and uh, spoke about things quite openly but what can one do you know this this issue is a very dangerous one and you have to call it out uh, thanks for watching new wave global khuda hafiz